Fit for Life Radio, episode number 67. Chugging all along here. Trying to be as consistent as humanly possible. No, no pandemic will hold us down for longer than a year. Nah, <laughs> it took a whole year off for a pandemic. Um, well, yeah, here we are. I'm Gary. Got your man, Will. I'm Will. It's your first time listening in. Today, we are going to talk about... We'll try to dive right into it because it should be a... It's a lot. A lot. A long one, but it's interesting. So it's kind of... Yeah, we're going to... St- story we'll weave we're gonna in. We're going to talk starvation today. Starvation. So a common thing a lot of people <clears throat> ask about or think is, oh, like it, starvation mode and, and then also my metabolism. Like, does your metabolism change? You know, uh, what is it that... What do everyone kind of say or worry about when they're dieting about metabolic adaption, right? Yeah. Um, which is a thing, Absolutely. but it's also very normal. Yep. Right. So if on, we'll dive deep, but on a general level, if you are lighter, you, you need less energy, right? So yeah. And if you're heavier, <laughs> you need more so energy. Your, your calorie needs are going to go down typically, uh, when you are lighter. Yeah. We can, yeah, we can dive into that. So time. it's nothing to be alarmed about. It's normal. But so with our, Precision Nutrition Academy that we use, they give us little like reviews and the latest research, but one they dove into recently. It's far is, from the latest yeah, research. It's older, which there's, a, you know, the more you dive into anything, whether you're doing uh, sports or current events or fitness or finances, like you can get, like all your answers are in history, right? And they've been there for so long. Even if you look at the old fitness stuff, like... Not much has changed. Yep. So we, we learned a lot. And I mean, a perfect one's like right now in the keto diet's the thing, right? Well, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, Atkins, Atkins diet, you know, it was like the same thing. Yep. So um, what we're going to go over today is from 1944. It was the Minnesota starvation experiment. And it's pretty much like it sounds. Would you have done it? Would I have done it? Um, you know, it's so funny because the mindsets are different. Like now you think about it and you're like, well, if anyone proposed it to you, you would go online and research and Google. Yeah, exactly. You would have these strong opinions on it. But in 1944, you're just like, you, all right, you know, <laughs> so they essentially took, um, at it, the end of World War II, yeah. they wanted to, they were kind of interested. The original goal was to use the results to help famine victims from the end of the war. Right, so they wanted to learn about starvation, right, to see what kind of to expect when you're bringing people back from starvation yep. and, and these kind of things. And how do you handle it the best going forward? Because there are, you know, bad ways to handle it that aren't yep. very helpful. And it was so it kind of started in 1944. It was eventually published in 1950, and it was in 1,400 pages was the whole report. Um, <sighs> we didn't read the whole 1,400 yeah. pages in so case anyone's wondering. This is why we love our our PN, right? Yeah. To summarize it. Boil it down. Now we'll break down kind of how the the study worked. They basically recruited a bunch of people, applicants. They had 400 applicants, and they eventually screened it down, ended up with 36 men. All right. So then the study was broken down into three parts. Part one was 12 weeks of normal living and eating. So during this time, the, again, young men, active and lean, they were eating about 3,000 calories a day. And I think that that speaks to the activity level of people back then Mm -hmm. compared to now. Yeah. Because your average average guy, for the most part, 
would probably gain weight on 3,000 calories just mm-hmm. with a lack of being now, trained. Yeah. And yeah, like if we're talking these days and, and that's moving a lot. What I eat. Yeah. And I maintain my, actually I had to go up because my goal is to gain weight. But yeah, average like 160 pounds, 3,000 calories a day, active and lean. Yep. That, that maintains my weight. So exactly. it shows nothing's changed either, right? No. If you. In terms of the science. Don't just sit all day. So, um, and I think it even said in here somewhere. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, average man. I thought I thought I remember seeing oh, their activity. Yeah, here we go. So their regular physical activity was uh, of 22 miles of walking each week, right? So and now I think about it, I normally do 10,000. No, uh, not lately. Not with the cold. What's 10,000? 10,000 10, steps is about th- uh, five miles. Five miles. So seven and a half is about three. Well, let's see. So five thousand would be about two and a half. Um, yeah. So, so twenty-two miles a week. So twenty. We'll say twenty-one divided by seven is three. So three, three, yeah, three miles a day. Three miles a day. Um, so that's about um, six thousand steps a day, which is super. I mean, that's about where where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's funny now you think about it. You see the habits. That are kind of general in fitness, like we say, like walk, you know, at least five to ten thousand steps a day. Do these, and that's kind of like what people did back then, yes, with, people with, without needing so long. Uh, trackers and and fitness coaches to tell them what yep. to do, right? So really, all we're doing with fitness is trying to replicate what we should we're be just doing, trying right? to rehash the same things they've been doing for what our thousands of years. So yeah, so phase one, they just normal, right? Let's get a baseline. So they ate. To maintain their weight, which for the young, uh, young lean, active men was 3,000 calories a day. This, so this was the control data. Then part two, 24 weeks of semi-starvation. What this means, <clears throat> they want them to lose 25% of their body weight. So if you weigh 170 pounds, that'd be 43 pounds of weight loss. Oh God, that's a lot. Um, taking you down to 127 pounds. And they did this, so they basically put had everyone eat just over... 1,500 calories per day, right? And when you go from 3,000, that's half your calories. So you, they drop. were maintaining their weight at 3,000 calories a day. You cut that in half, uh, you're, you're going to lose weight. That's a huge surplus now, or deficit. One thing I want to kind of cut in on what is now let's take that to today, right, where you hear a lot of times people talk about, oh, I'm not losing weight because I'm not eating enough. I'm in starvation mode. We'll get like one thing straight and clear. No. Yeah. If you're not false, stu- like if you're s- starving, like you're not giving your body enough, you- you're going to be like losing weight. Like that's how people in third world countries. Yeah, literally that's literally what happens. Starve to death, right? These yeah. men, and they, I wish you guys could see the pictures. I mean, yeah, they went down to skin and bones, right? Yeah, like not a whole um, lot of muscle, just. Like you, if you're not eating enough, you are losing weight and, and starving. Yes. Now, and what we'll get into, that does cause metabolic adaptation. Yeah, now, there people, are changes. People think what happens is there's just sneaky calories. You don't realize it. But also when you eat um, less and lose weight, your calorie needs go down. Your metabolic adaptation goes down, which is what this study really helped like teach. Yep. Um, and, yeah, so what happened was stage two, they're star- you know, semi-starvation, 1,500 calories a day, losing drastic weight. They lose 25% of their body weight. And remember, they're lean to start, right? So they're, that's, this isn't a good thing. No, I mean, they're um, losing fat and they're muscle. They're losing fat and muscle. Um, and they were basically eating 
uh, two meals per day, high carbohydrate, low protein. So essentially just small amounts of macaroni, potatoes, and cabbage Oof. was typical, the typical <laughs> menu, man. Um, just a little bit of, uh, little teeny amount of pasta, essentially. That's painful. Uh, then they followed that with 12 weeks of restricted refeeding, meaning they slowly gave them more calories. And then that was followed by eight weeks of unrestricted refeeding. Just let it rip. Yeah, like eat till your heart's content, right? Whatever comes natural. So This is the fun part. Um, what happened was they, you know, Obviously, with the restricted refeeding, they started to gain some weight back. Um, while they were, we'll go back. So, in their you know tons of weight loss state, some things that happened were their heart rate slowed down. So it, you know it slowed down all the way down to a low average of 55 beats per minute, or from 55 to 35 beats per minute. Right now, what this is doing, this is this is a metabolic adaption, right? So at the time, they assumed this was your body, a mechanism to save yourself, mm-hmm. evolutionary mechanism, right? Because you, if you're getting in less calories, you're drastically dropping weight, your body, I mean, the end game for that, if it never stops, is you, you die. Yeah. So then your body lowers your heart rate. So because our heart rate kind of dictates our calorie burn, our metabolism, because that's what dictates how much oxygen we're breathing in, which is how calories are burned, right? Yep. So lower heart rate, you know, less less calorie burn, right? Less less oxygen consumption, which then also means you're you're, you're more tired. Yeah, yeah, I mean everything down regulates. It's akin to like if you have a an eight cylinder car, and you've got to save gas, so the car turns off four cylinders so that you can you know keep going for for longer. Uh, but you're going to be going slower. It might not work quite as well. You might be puttering you know down the street, but you're still going to end up getting there. Although you might be a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. kind of really what what happens when. You know, when you've, you've dropped. And they like also that. then had decreased blood volume, shrinking heart size, shrinking blood vessels, which could be seen in their eyes, kind of have that glossed over look, um, hair loss. Now, and realize like all these things are typical things like your body attends to. So as you slowly, or in this case, extreme diet, right, lose weight really fast, your body starts to kind of pay less attention to these other things because it wants to conserve energy because its bigger goal is keeping you alive, right? And these are all negative things that come from losing weight too fast um, or too much. So, and when you get into really low levels of body fat, you can talk to any bodybuilder who's just pushing the extreme and really reading through the studies, like reading through a bodybuilder's Yeah, like you're tired, journey, you're right? cold. You get too low in body fat. Uh, so, yeah, same thing. They got... they. Complained about feeling old, constantly tired, decreased sex drive, irritable. Um, then eventually they were given as much coffee as they wanted in gum, and they would chew up to 40 packs a day and drink up to 15 cups of coffee. Damn. So that's where Diego's got nothing. You're on looking for, for this like external energy source. Um, another interesting thing is the men didn't perceive themselves as too skinny but instead thought that other people looked more fat. Uh, this is also a char- characteristic shown with orex- uh, anorexia. So it kind of shows how your brain's perception yeah. changes. Um, <clears throat> and they were much more like food-driven, right? And if oh, you, absolutely. If you've ever dieted before, they didn't have Instagram back then, right? But you'll notice uh, how you start 
thumbing through food accounts. You, you're, you're very thought, your thoughts are very food driven, yeah. you know, and a lot of people feel guilty for this. Yeah. Like, like oh, I shouldn't be thinking about food yeah, all the time when in actuality it's evolutionary. That's a real deep, like primal yeah, need like, going on it's right like, there. I need this. So it's going to be top of mind. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, so once they were then, so the, again, these are all, yeah, like med- kind of things that happen from drastic weight loss, getting too lean and, and um, too quickly. Yeah. It's, and then when they were so refed, so they had broke them into four groups. One group got 400 extra calories. Another group got 800 extra calories. Third group, 1200, fourth group, 1600. Um, in addition to their, their lowest at the 1500. And then as they basically start to refeed back, um, kind of what was expected, they start to feel better. Uh, a few of the men here, let's see, they had, so two of the biggest things were once they got to where they were allowed to eat whatever, whatever they on average ate an estimated 11,000 calories per day, right? So their eating patterns um, became like very abnormal uh, for months and years after the study. So a lot, so a lot of people experience this, right? When they you crash diet, you yo-yo diet, you and cut you a whole rebound. bunch of calories at once, and Ooh. then it's like you know you can cheat day or you're off your diet in, yeah. in 30 days and then you rebound and you go the other way. Right. Um, and you just gorge and gorge and gorge. And, and it's again, from the study, probably uh, a protective thing to where your body's like, well, let me get more fat to protect me from the famine. Yeah. If something happens, I need, uh, you know, a backup plan. You need those emergency yeah. reserves. And the thing is with today's environment, like you know, it's not normal to where we could have unlimited food to be able to keep going and going, yeah. but we do. Um, and now here's where, I don't want to say fun, but the stuff you really learn I is... I mean, we could call it fun. Yeah, so the interesting stuff now is what happens now, and we'll relate it to common scenarios. So, yeah, you crash diet, um, which means essentially when we say crash diet, you take too, way too big of a calorie deficit, lose a bunch of weight really fast, and then go back to eating more food. Well, what they found was the men gained back to fat, but did not gain back their muscle, their lean body mass, their muscle as fast. So when they got 100% back to the fat mass they had before, their muscle mass was still lower and their drive to eat overeat was still high. So they kept overeating. And then eventually when their lean body mass got back to what it was before, then their desire and eating kind of normalized a bit. But they also had gained a bunch more fat than before. So now they were just way heavier than before. Yep. They had, and with the same amount of muscles before, but way more body fat. And uh, so there was like a huge lag. And essentially, the interesting stuff from that was you kind of maybe see where maybe our lean body mass drives a lot of our appetite. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some other books and studies that are interesting in like protein driving our appetite. And we almost, they call it a protein set point. And maybe a lot of the reason 
why people are always hungry is they don't get enough protein and you're, dri you're driven. So you're eating all these carbs and fats, tons of e easy calories to overeat, but your body maybe still wants more protein. Yeah, you're never checking that box. So you're still yeah. like, and you're not anything out. exactly till you get that protein. But then you'll notice you cannot eat carbs and fat, just eat a bunch of protein and you hit a wall. Pretty yeah. Quick. You're going to be full. If you eat just straight chicken breast, you're going to, you're going to be done soon. So once they finally gained their muscle back, um, again, their body fat was way higher, and now they were stuck with a lot higher overall body weight, uh, which then comes with, you know, negatives. Yeah, so, it's, all, its own challenges for sure. Um, so really, even though it was done in 1940, uh, like you can see a lot of parallel. Like the lessons, super relevant still. The I lessons feel. learned, you see it today with um, the crash dieting mm -hmm. and our unlimited food environment and when people you know why do people so then a lot of people notice over time the yo-yo dieting right and how come each time you almost feel like it gets harder exactly. and harder and, and harder to lose the back. weight and it's because you're losing muscle you know and for us it's cool because we've always this is really when we sit down with new clients what we explain and i've actually never really seen or dove into this study before so now to see it i'm like man this is exactly what we tell people yeah to watch this lines up with with how we we do business normally and I, yeah. I really like it and then you're so you're sitting there maybe feeling helpless like yeah like why does this happen this to me why am i broken whatever and then what's the so what's the one one of the main things you can do to guard against this and it's simple and it's resistance training and get enough protein in and both getting, those two things man. protein so because then now strength training is going to send the signal to your body, hey, I need muscle, I need this lean body mass. Yep. And what is known is even when you are, if you are in a calorie deficit, you are dieting, you are losing weight, when you resistance train, you maintain significantly more lean body mass. And you can even build it depending on other factors yeah. um, and, and not lose it at all and, and you know, completely maintain most of it. So that's like the key. That That's the, you know, and we like – always stand on the, the mountaintop and sing it, but literally you had the key to long lasting weight loss. So you, you read this, this adaption where let's look at the major negatives. Well, they cut their calories in half, lost way too much weight, way too fast and had all these negative side effects. So boom, right there. Don't try to lose weight too fast. Don't take too drastic yeah. calorie cuts, right? Small increments. Because what's going to happen, you're going to rebound, and your body's not going to yeah. rebound exactly the gonna, same way. You're going to lose muscle, significant muscle, and then the minute you get off whatever and you go back to... The fat comes back so much quicker. Yep. Go back to your normal calorie amount. You're just going to overeat. You're going to gain more fat. You're going to have less muscle. Eventually, if you do have... Get your muscle back. You're gonna have over eight for longer and have more body fat. And, and then that sets up, you know, other like, things like your behavioral habits. You know, you know, your mental health. Things like that are also affected. And I think that, you know, get, gets a little bit lost in the shuffle. But like that, all of those things, like it all works against you. Yeah. You know, when you do something like that too drastically, <clears throat> um, and you, you know, you're just kind of instead of moving forward, I think you're you're kind of moving backwards when you try to do things too drastically because then you're you're digging yourself you know a hole that you have to now climb out of instead of just starting you know at ground level yeah so don't lose weight too fast no then two is you you need to do resistance training 100 percent. look if you don't want to go to the gym and use weights remember we're just trying to recreate an environment well then you need to go 
push and pull and yeah go pick up some rocks <laughs> do some or yard, do some yeah. do some gar- do uh get a farm and b- carry stuff around yeah, you can do but it at anything. the end of the day like there needs to be resistance you need to send that signal to your body uh to maintain that i need these you muscle. know these muscles yeah. so even so so you may think oh, i need to lose weight i need to do more cardio no no you need to get in a calorie deficit a slight calorie deficit and eat some uh, sufficient protein to support muscle and do resistance training to keep it. Yeah. Right. So that's the biggest takeaway. So really, that re- was it, yeah. reinforces what we've seen and known. If you want to do cardio, um, just walk every day, just like and, the guys did. What they <laughs> did? What? What? Three miles a day? Yeah, three miles a just day. Walk three you should miles be doing that day. anyways. Yeah, everyone. That's your base level. So one thing is understanding our bodies are programmed to defend against calorie restriction. So yes, it is not easy. It is because our body wants us to not die, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's fighting against it every step of the way. Make it again, don't do the drastic stuff. Don't do the extreme stuff. Slight calorie deficit. Um, you're gonna preserve more muscle that way, which should be the ultimate goal. And it's just gonna be more it's not you're not gonna get all the side effects, those drastic side effects of the major cut. Um, with that comes with like extreme food deprivation. Number two <clears throat> When you lose weight, your metabolic rate will decrease. It's normal. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of it has to come with the fact that you're getting smaller. Um, also, those changes are going to kind of happen. Your body is going to want to conserve. Um, so, you know, your, yeah, your heart rate may slow down, things like that. Um, you may notice you don't have as much energy to work out or to move or to go on walks. That's just the subtleness. That's why we do like having a step number because it's a way for you to make sure you're maintaining the same Daily movement. Daily movement, right? Um, So you you don't just kind of fall off a cliff with your your movement habits. Mm -hmm. So it's a good way to track that. Um, And, yeah, ultimately your lower body weight is going to have a lower calorie need overall. Um, So it's not some major thing you need to freak out about or think that, oh, I'm going to have to go eat, you know, overeat because it's it's normal. It's going to happen, right? Um, So... You just kind of know that it's there and let it be. So then the other takeaway, when you regain lost weight, there's a good chance you're going to gain more weight back, right? And now this kind of, again, comes back to because you're typically because it means you're going to have less muscle, right? So that means your metabolism is lower. It never recovers. Your appetite's going to still kind of be high, and it's just easier to keep overeating. So, you know, our solution to that would be like that's well, that's where the strength training comes in, right? To yep. really so make you never sure get in that, position. that you don't get in that position. And on and honestly, in my experience, like those are the people who have the most success. People who lose weight and resistance train. Those are the people we see. You know. T- five years plus or lifetime. Yep. They, they it's just, keep, they, they, keep, they it keep it off and they, they are a new person because of it instead of the, the up and down and you know, the pains that come with yeah. that. And from, so a biological stance, it makes sense that your body, you know, if you're not giving it those signals and it's, it's freaking out, it had that huge drastic calorie deficit and lost weight too fast. It wants to save you. Right. So in its mind, I need to be better at, at storing, storing fat and fat is, easier to store and it's cheaper to store right yes. which, which means yeah your body has it has to use less energy for it whereas muscle is very energy demanding it takes a yeah, lot of muscle or absolutely. a lot of energy a lot of calories to support it 
right? So your, your body's like, shoot, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, I need to yeah. save it. Let me do it the most efficient way possible. So muscle's the key, man. It is. That muscle. Um, and then kind of outside of all that is the fact that highly restrictive diets affect mental and emotional health drastically, right? Like you saw with the participants in the study, they mentally were just in the dumps, you know, and, yeah. and less energy and mood and, and that all huge that. rebound. Like the guys, you know, eating 11,000 calories per day. Yeah. Like that's a, like when you don't have it for that long, like you're just, like we said, you're only, you think about food all the time. Yep. And then when you get it, you're eating way more than you even need because, you know, in your brain, you're thinking I may never get this again or whatever. Yeah. And that just it starts a really bad cycle for people yep. as well. And perfect example with highly restrictive diets is even when it's certain foods, like you, then you have this urge of, oh, I can't have any of this stuff and you want it more and you're more likely to go binge on it. You know, yep. that's where something like the keto diet, which, yeah, if you enjoy it and it doesn't feel restrictive, you're going to be fine. If not, if the whole time you're just... Uh, I, w I want some carbs. Yeah, like it's all, if it's all you can think about is eating you're cereal. You're going to eventually binge and go off of it, and then you're going to cause very negative feelings towards trying to diet or, or make the effort to lose body fat, and it it's puts you in a bad place, right? Um, now, one thing I do want to touch on with that is you have to remember in the industry now, we see – you know, everyone's different, right? Like, like with the study, you can't compare lean, young males. You could be listening. You could be a five foot two female over forty who hasn't worked out in a while. You know, lost muscle over the years and never had a. You, you have less of a body frame in general, so your calorie needs are way less, anyways. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, ultimately, it's kind of not fair. Like, you hear, man, these guys basically, yeah, starve, lost 30% of their body weight, eating 1,500 calories a day. For some people, 1,500 calories a day might be, like, what you maintain your body weight yeah. at, right? Yeah, you might you're a small person. Eat. If you're small, you know, these numbers, they're all relative to your situation. So it might be normal to have to eat 12,000 calories, um, 12,000, 12,000, 1,200 <laughs> um, calories in order to get yourself to in a to, deficit. In a deficit. Yeah. So, you know, don't get caught up on the numbers because they're going to be different for yeah. everyone. Um, but just understand the, the, the main point isn't like where you're at with that number. It's you don't want to take a huge drastic leap. Yeah, because they, they cut theirs in half. And that's where a, a simple solution for a lot. Everyone wants to know some magic formula um, to, to start. Well, here's really the best answer. Don't change. Well, for one, look at if you've been gaining weight consistently, you're eating too much, right? If you Easy. maybe yep. you're at a weight, but you've been stuck, but you've maintained your weight, well, start tracking your calories. Don't change anything you eat. Just see where you're at. Check see, in. See where you're at for like two, three weeks. And if your weight stays the same and you're accurate with your tracking, you'll know this is my maintenance amount. And yeah, you want to. You don't want to go cut that in half. No. So you would just take, so typically at the most, like 500 calories, um, but even, you know, depending on where you're at. But, yeah, just, just take a little amount and then, yeah, see if you lose weight. Yeah, and then check again in a if few weeks and see what happens. You know, if it gets you in a deficit, you'll start losing, right? You want to make small incremental changes uh, to avoid the, the drastic negative effects of the huge yeah. calorie cut. I think uh, the a, a goal for most people is, like, what's the smallest change I can make mm -hmm. and still get results? Yeah. You know, because that prevents the, the big rebound from happening. If mm -hmm. I could just make this tiny change, heck, if, if you even just drop 300 calories and you can lose with that. Pfft. Yeah, and then you ride that out till you get stuck. You're gonna, yeah, and you're going to be way, you know, way less 
and cranky, hungry. You'll probably have a little more energy um, than if you made a drastic cut, and that's way easier to live with than yeah. that giant, you know, cutting it in half feeling. Now here's the catch: is it's slower. It takes longer, right? No one wants. To it's not as that. exciting. Yeah. The other thing is, people, and this is where you can get in trouble. This is where we're not as huge of a fan as. Yes, if you just kind of don't count calories, but you just say, I'm going to stop eating a bunch of stuff, you may cut your calories way too much, but mm-hmm. you don't know because you're just cutting everything out and trying to, trying to like, you know, go, go full t- uh, cold turkey on, on food, basically. Yeah. Um, and that just never ends well, you know? Nah, it it is better to slowly lose weight, you know, one to two pounds a week. Ideally, on average, at the most. Um, otherwise, you're gonna have these these adverse effects. So, yep. And what we've seen, it's funny, man. For most people, even people that lose weight really quickly, like over a year, it still evens out to about a pound a week, no matter yeah. how fast you lose it. Yep. And then, you know, one person may literally lose one pound per week. They're usually going to be better off mentally um, and emotionally nope. than the person Don't who rebound. the person who lost a ton and then maybe stayed the same or you know had that that up and down for the rest of the year. Um, they're going to be in not as good of a place as the person who just you know slow rode it out for that year and was cool with a pound a week. Yeah, and this is why ultimately, yeah. So the standard: let me do a ton of cardio, let me take a do a drastic calorie um, hardcore diet always ends up in yo-yo rebound. Yes. Right? Because the key to all of this is muscle. Muscle. Maintaining or building muscle. Yes. It plays the most important role, right? Because, uh, again, it kind of establishes it is our metabolism in a way, our big piece That's of it. That's what creates the biggest demand for energy. And the less you have, the less demand there is, and the less food you can eat, really. Yep. So the biggest takeaway is you, you want to do everything you can to preserve muscle. And I think that's where a lot of people get hung up when they think of weightlifting, resistance training. Everyone just thinks of, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, bodybuilders. bodybuilders. And they think of the extreme, the, as big, big muscle as possible. Yeah. That's not the like, goal. Oh, I don't want to be that's that. That's a separate goal. Well, that's kind building of insulting. The, yeah. Building <laughs> the biggest muscles as possible is a whole, that's not going to accidentally happen. No. God, no. I swear. Most people, their goal should be to maintain their lean mass, their muscle mass, right? Mm-hmm. So through resistance training, getting enough protein, like those are the two simplest strategies and most powerful. Like that's more important than calorie cardio burn. That's more important than if eating kale. Um, if your goal is to lose body fat and not regain the weight. Yeah, do it in the best way possible. Strength train, protein intake. Those are like that's it. step one and step two Period. and then get in your calorie deficit. And they're Small. two of the hardest things for people to do consistently. Small deficit instead of extreme. Yeah. So those three things. Just a touch. Slight calorie Just deficit. Just a tip. <laughs> protein, resistance training. That's it. Like, I know people don't want to hear it. Like, you want there to be some extreme, faster approach. And look, yeah, if you just want to lose weight, it's not the best way. No. If you want, But again, if you want to lose body fat and not regain it, th- this is it. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, the science and... Like, latest research shows it, but you can even go back in 1940 like we and did. And it literally found the exact same thing that they're finding these days. And all the same principles are there. Yep. Um, so you just got, you, you don't want to get stuck with, like, the speed at which you lose weight. You know, yep. you don't want to get stuck with, like, feeling like you need to make yourself super exhausted, that you need to run yourself into the ground. Um, because that doesn't work either. Sorry yeah. to tell you. And that. really all those things are just... 
speeding up the process of what you're trying to avoid. Like you're, yeah, like you're just going to lose muscle and end up in that. just making yourself burn more calories. You're creating yeah. a bigger deficit. And I know that like it's hard for people to wrap their brain around. But yes, you want, you want to create the deficit, slight deficit through your calories. So the problem if you go do a ton of cardio is you're now you're creating a, a bigger deficit, which is going to have a lot of negative reactions. And then most people actually never even lose weight doing that. Because then the huge calorie burn from the super exhausting workout drives your appetite way up. And then you go, oh, well, I just, you know, I, I burned all these calories. I can eat this. And then you go eat 1,000 calories of pancakes every workout. And ultimately, you never even lose weight because yep. you, you're just, you're trying to out-train your, your diet, right? And um, that never, ever, ever works. But then mentally, you're exhausted. Because you, you feel like you've been dying. Yeah, you're like, I've been doing everything. You've been killing yourself in the gym. You're physically exhausted. Yep. You're mentally exhausted. And it's just, it's a rough place to end up where, like, you could expend way less energy and feel way better and get better results. And I don't understand why more people don't want that. Like, why wouldn't you want to feel, feel better? Yeah. Honestly, maybe... Because it takes longer. Maybe I'm just lazy, but I want to do the least amount of stuff possible to be where I want to be. Yeah, that's it. Like, if you tell me, like, if you to to hit your ideal body composition, you could train one time a week and maintain that. Now, I like the ritual of training, of course, but like, yeah, you know, that's whatever, whatever it takes. I'm cool, and to feel good and be able to do everything I want to do. Like, yeah, I don't want to go six days a week. It's not enjoyable, and for most people, it's not sustainable, right? Yeah. So it's like. Maybe one day is, maybe three days is, but typically it's less is more sustainable than more. So it's Always. a little better to start with less. Um, yep. So yeah, if you, you know, so stepping back, like for one, there's no such thing as starvation mode. Like if you're not losing weight, you're not starving. Yeah. Right now and your body could downregulate your metabolism from overtraining and things like that, but you're still, the calories are, are getting in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, you, so you want to kind of look deeper at that. Like in the common ones, what we just described is normally over cardio. Um, your appetite gets your appetite put gets through driven the roof. up, and you're just there's sneaky calories, right? And then um, what's worse if you do and you do drastically lose weight, and you are someone who's experienced a lot of those yo-yo cycles of like you lose 20 pounds, you gain 25, you lose 20 pounds, mm -hmm. you gain 30, you lose 20 pounds, you gain 35. Yeah, and like. 15 years later, you're actually 15, 20 pounds heavier from where you even were. With even less muscle than you started yeah. with. And each time you're losing muscle, losing muscle. So that's where like muscle is the key. Muscle you want to maintain key. your muscle. You want to diet less extreme, you know, one to two pounds a week. Yeah. Um, and it, but again, step back and realize if you did that for a year, one pound a week, that's 50 pounds. For most people, that's your goal. You're going to be yeah, like, where you want to be. You'd be in a great place. It's just being okay with it taking and one, a year. And one year is, feels like a long time, but in the grand scheme, it's not. No. So, and then you could be in a place where, oh, you lost 50 pounds. You maintained your lean muscle. You exercise two, three, four days a week, and it's sustainable, and you enjoy it. You're there. It's your, then all of a sudden, you it's a lifestyle. It's habit. And then that's how you keep it off. Yeah. Mm. I think a big thing is, like, don't be afraid of, like, the word muscle. Because I think it has a negative connotation yeah. for a lot of people. They don't want to be big and bulky and, and know that it takes a lot of work and focus and time to get to that, like, 
you know, we'll we'll call it that extreme place. Yeah. Like most, if you look and at most, most guys of, that have been bodybuilding or, or men or women, they've been doing it for you know yeah. 15, 20 years or so, and it takes a lot of twenty years of consistency to really get there. And you're not going to accidentally do it, you know. And yeah. honestly, I think all of us would like the way we looked if we gained probably three to five pounds of muscle over a few years. Yeah. And most of the extreme cases that fr- people freak out, you know, when they see a lot of the, oh, the woman bodybuilders, I don't want to look like a man. It's mo- <laughs> most of those are even, like, there's drugs involved. Yeah. Like you're, it's just not <laughs> so, going to be you. Unless, unless you're actually, don't fall into a testosterone, testosterone needle and you'll be fine. Yeah. Right? If you fall into one of those, <laughs> then you might end up there, but don't fall into a testosterone needle, uh, weekly while lifting weights six days a week. Um, and eating enough food to sustain that, you <laughs> yeah. know, like it's just, uh, and you'll be fine. It's not realistic. So for but, anyone that is a little, you know, apprehensive about us saying like, you know, maintaining or building muscle, you're not going to be the yeah. Hulk, you know, you're, you're going to probably look how you want to look. Yeah. So, and then a lot of people think every time they go lift weights, they're like, Oh, it makes me bulky. I can't lose. It's not the weight training. It's you're still overeating. Yeah. Like right? you just still have so fat if, to if lose. You, if you still eat too many calories with, and you're lifting weights or you're not lifting weights, you're just gonna gain weight yeah right? no matter so what you're gonna now you'll gain a little more muscle um still fat though <laughs> but also fat yeah um so it's still the nutrition that needs to be addressed yeah but with getting a, ca- a slight calorie deficit sufficient protein intake resistance training that is the key to losing body fat and not gaining it back yeah not don't rebound don't rebound like the guys in minnesota yeah and if you end up wanting like you want to see the pictures, and they have some cool graphs and charts that show kind of like, you know, when they were eating back like the uh, 10,000 calories the a day. The refeeds and, and stuff, And yeah. kind of like how their muscle, like a little graphs with like their body fat and muscle and Yeah, the, the fat shoots way up, and then the, you can see the muscle just slowly creeps up over time. It's yeah. kind of interesting. And essentially their eating was was just, they were driven to overeat until they got back their old, their their muscle. That's then, the point. Their cells like kind me. of kind of uh, settled in a the little bit. The muscle normalizes things. Yep. And I think it's a great so yeah, not the great regulator in my, my opinion. on that macro scale. So that's something they've seen with a lot of new research from more of a micro scale of daily of like our appetite is possibly protein driven, right? But this is on a bigger scale of like you know like our body weight set point, not just our appetite. Our body weight set point could be hey, like I'm trying to have this amount of lean body mass that your body probably wants, right? And you eat until you get there, yep. basically. And if you don't get there, because you eat a bunch of carbs and fat and keep don't gaining train, fat. you're going to be, like, perpetually hungry. That's, and that makes a lot of sense, I think. But, yes, so it was called the Minnesota Starvation Experiment. Yeah, if anybody wants to look deeper. It's cool stuff. I mean, it's it's neat to see that 80 years ago, almost, like, they were already looking into this stuff and, you know had already figured out a lot of yeah. what we're still trying to convey to people, you know, in 2021. It's it's kind of crazy to think about. Yep. And all the stuff's normally driven by It's funny. I notice everything's either driven by like war mm-hmm. or sports, you know? Like the main 100% reason for the study was oh, there's like a lot of starved people after the war. Like what's what's that How mean? are we going to handle that, this? What does that mean? Yeah, so let's do a controlled study to see. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of interesting and fascinating. Yeah. I know I wouldn't be signing up for that. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Nah. Precious. All those precious gains. Nah, I can't. And, like, the high-carb, low-protein diet's not for me either. That would be brutal, man. Just, like, uh, we were watching something the other day. 
Oh, my 600 pound life. Oh yeah. And so I haven't delved, I haven't gotten into that yet. And it blew my mind. Like they were eating, they were making, um, yeah, pasta. But there was no meat with it, was there? There was no meat. They were just eating pasta. Yeah. And I was like, that's a, you gotta add, you gotta add some protein. That's an incomplete meal. Like that's the problem I have. I would be starving, dude. I would be a bottomless pit. That's the problem I have with soup. And and Whitney makes fun of me for a lot. A lot for this because, like, I always tell her I'm not a soup kind of guy. The reason I'm not a soup kind of guy is I'm wasting a lot of time eating this thing mm-hmm. that usually doesn't have any protein in well, it or yeah. enough. Now, what if the soup's just, like, a first course to what Which you Which is know. fine. Yeah. But as, like, a whole meal, like, I just can't do it. Some people will just have soup. Soup for a meal? You, yeah. Are you sick? Are you just... Exactly. Like, you know, now if I had, like, now, you know, Have you ever had Italian of, wedding soup? It has little turkey you know, meatballs in it? I haven't, but... We were watching MasterChef last night. That's our, our new thing. We've already watched like two full seasons of it. And some dude made wedding soup. I'd never seen it before, but it literally was a meatball in broth. Mm-hmm. But he put butter in it, and you're not supposed to put butter in it. And they caught it, and they were like, nah. You're, you're not. trying to church it up? Yeah. Hey, you yeah. can put butter in soup, man. Because then you get a layer on top of just was like... He French? Was just he French? Greece. He was Greek. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was I think it was technically Greek wedding soup, mm. which maybe is a little different. I mean... Yeah, I'm not Greek or Italian, so I, I can't make the call either way. But you don't want that oil slick on top of soup. Is what I learned. Nah, this plating was terrible too. Soup's not a meal, man. It's not. Or, or just pasta by itself. Just plain pasta. Like, cause, dude, I could eat a lot of pasta if it was just by itself. But we throw in, we do turkey meatballs now mm-hmm. with some pasta. I'm good. That's actually one of the more filling meals we eat because it's just literally like a ton of lean turkey with yeah. the pasta. Yeah, that's what we normally do is make yeah, meatballs. It's easy. But so, just pasta. Just pasta. Just any, imagine if you just only Maybe ate rice. It, like, How much rice could you eat? You feel like like that's a 12-year-old? Like when you're 12 years old, you'd eat like some macaroni and cheese and that's it? Yeah. No. But, that, but you're 12 years old, right? Like. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, <laughs> I used to eat just pasta with um, either like butter or oil on it. And that was it. Just like a giant bowl of it. And now the thought of doing that, I'm like, where's the meat, man? Mm. Or where's the protein if you don't eat yeah. meat? Like you yeah. still need protein. Throw and some, like, throw some throw some beans in there or something. What would you do? I, just, <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like you I just, couldn't do it. Like, I feel I, like you just insulted me. <laughs> throw some beans. Throw in some your, beans in your pasta. In your pasta. What, what? Oh, yeah. I guess like dairy would be some. Yeah. So there's your cheese. But then that's how much cheese you need <laughs> to fulfill that. <laughs> then it's just starting to taste. I, I good. feel like all of my meals, and I, and I think all of us are like this, are so protein centric. Is that without it, it's not a meal. Period. Yeah. Like, if you gave me a, a bowl of pasta, like, that's not a meal. You just gave me pasta. It's like a, that's basically a snack, so to speak. And, and when you look at all cultures, right, before we even had my fitness pal. So, yeah. you know, like, med- a couple know, years ago, <laughs> rice and beans, right? No, yeah. no one just ate. Like, look at all the um, places that that's a staple. Around the world, you meal. can find rice yeah. and beans at so many places. And they weren't uh, tweeting at each other. They figured it out separately. Yep. None of them were just eating rice by themselves is rice and beans, right? And guess what? So rice is an, by itself, it has some protein in it, but it's an incomplete source. It doesn't have yes. all the amino acids. Beans, they're a protein by themselves. They have some protein in them, but an incomplete source. Well, guess what? The ones that the beans are missing, the amino acids the beans are missing, the rice has. The amino acids the rice is missing, the beans have. Combine and somehow them. someone figured it out. Combine them, you got before com- the internet. Your complete protein. Yeah, and that that happens everywhere. Which is so crazy to me that they knew that. And that's what people don't understand about a vegan diet. Like, you can make it work. It oh, can, absolutely. But it actually takes, it 
takes more effort. It's harder. It is you harder. You have to be more educated on what you're doing. And this is why, and they had another one, maybe we'll do this one week, on different types of diets and which ones are easier or harder. Mm -hmm. And the hardest diet is a whole food uh, vegan diet. Yes. Because... Um, you have to do some food. Getting the protein is doing. just, and it, not just protein, other nutrients. More too. work. Well, yeah. I mean, we look, like things like B12 and yeah. you know a couple other ones so, are. Whereas they're if, harder if, to get. Even if you have a processed omnivore diet, animal foods going to have a lot of those nutrients and amino acids, like but like all in the same bite. Yeah, right? I mean, we'll so, call it. Like, we'll say it's a more complete food than those maybe individual components you would have in a, a vegan diet, which yeah. is why the combinations are so crucial. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, we can dive into that, you know, because we'll never knock. You know, we might make fun of keto a lot or whatever, you know, but whatever, you know, anybody wants to do or find success with is great. Yeah, whatever um, method, as long as you have the principles of sufficient calories, sufficient protein, you know, calories based on your goal. Exactly. Then everything else is just a method. Yep, and just it personal preference. comes down to what's most sustainable for you. Now, whether that's a ketogenic, you know, no-carb type diet or a vegan diet, which is typically going to be high in carbs, mm -hmm. low in fat, or a, you know omnivore diet that's equal across the board, you know, in carbs and fats. Uh, it's really finding whatever you can sustain. What works. And that's, and all we want to do is help people to best navigate, you know, what they choose to do. Mm -hmm. You know, if you choose to be vegan, then how do we, I think the one, how do we do that? The biggest mistake we see is when people do a diet thinking that the diet's the holy grail. Yes. And then they're not accounting for portions. Everyone I know, like I know someone who's been super successful with a carnivore diet. They also track their calories, right? Weird. Boom. Now principles are in place. I know people who have done a vegan diet. Track their super calories. successful. The ones that did the best track their calories. I also know people who have tried a carnivore diet, tried a vegan diet, willy-nilly. They gained weight, right? Because at the end of the day, you can't just. You're supposed to account for what you're eating, and yeah. you can't eat it unlimited. Yep. That's that. Most of us can't. Ben can. Yep. But most of us can't. So... And so it's funny, but even talking with Ben, and maybe we'll have him on here, he's worked the thing. So as he here. eats intuitively, though, what he noticed, and I told him as I've been tracking lately as we do the challenge with the gym, well, when he kind of goes in mode of, you know, maybe I'm going to ease up or gain a little, he has huge swings. Like he'll kind of gain a lot pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And then when he's like leaning out, he loses a lot kind of fast. Um, so there's like larger swings, whereas, you know, when you – track you can be a lot more meticulous and well, you're a little more in control and control of it more and know yeah, what's going small on changes. so which then if you roll in performance as part a big part of your goals so that's going to matter a lot yeah right um and then now as we see too if also you're someone who has struggled with your weight it's going to matter too because if you kind of lose faster you're more likely as we've seen to gain it back and more so you actually want to be cautious of losing it too fast yeah so and that's the problem with the fad diets. And that's, yeah. A, yeah, so if someone is on a standard American diet, which is low protein and tons of processed food, and they go on a keto diet, which cuts out carbs, which for most people's a lot of they, they eat. Yeah, it cuts out a lot of processed foods processed that are just foods, dense They're going to take a huge calorie cut and, obviously, and maybe like too drastic, like we just yeah. talked about. So you want to guard against that. Yeah, it's hard because people get pumped up to like think they have and to see lose the weight fast. Moving, yeah. Like, you know, you see it everywhere, magazines, Instagram, whatever, yeah. lose weight quick. And it's just people think that that's what you have to do. Like, that's normal. Normal's losing weight as quick as possible. And it's just not not the case at all. You, mm. didn't, you didn't gain it in three weeks, and you're not going to lose it in three weeks. So, 
Like my chicken nugget post? Chicken nugget post, baby. That's got you on top, man. On, on my blog, I have my most popular post that gets the most hits is, uh, I titled it, How, to, How I Got Ripped Eating Chicken Nuggets, right? <laughs> and it's now people who, who somehow, and we joke because I get so many hits for this, and it's really about the point of the post. I talk about my journey when I first started getting into this. And I thought, I read, oh, you should eat more protein. And I was a picky eater, so I read chicken was good. So I started eating chicken, but I would get like the Tyson breaded little like chicken nuggets and chicken patties, you know? And, and that was chicken it. patties, now, man, take me back to school. And eventually I realized, oh, you know, they, those are breaded and have cooked in oil. So, hey, I eventually got to get to maybe like a chicken breast, right, or a chicken thigh where they don't have those things. But, and I did, but it took, but I still made progress while making those small changes, right? So while eventually being 8% body fat and ripped eating chicken nuggets, is going to be hard. Um, the whole point though is it can, it can still be part of your journey. It's part of your process. Yeah. So, um, and honestly now like knowing what I know, if you did, if I, if you did really want to have chicken nuggets every day, you could figure it out. Um, you would basically just have chicken nuggets and That'd be, you know, make the rest of your calories uh, a little bit leaner and a little bit leaner, and you're good. So I still wouldn't recommend that. Nah. Anyway, but then you're just like, that means you're stopping to a drive-through every day, which means you're tempted to get fries. Yeah, that just opens up the whole a whole nother box that you, you know, shouldn't. So and it's like, like I could, you could give me chicken breast or whatever, and I'm eventually gonna get full. If you slap like a 36-piecer down. Dude, I could keep eating chicken nuggets, hands down. With some sauce? Could absolutely just devour them. Mm. We got sushi last night. I saw. It looks so good, dude. Mm. I haven't had Did it you better. eat all of it? Yeah. I haven't, had su- I-, I haven't had sushi, honestly, since probably the last time everyone got together and got sushi, which yeah. has probably been over two years since I've had it. Yeah, I got it down now. Like, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty happy with, like, 24 pieces. Yeah. Um, Do you get the... Um, just the uh, sashimi? No, nah, because it's sashimi's just sashimi's just that's the just fish. The fish. You get it on the rice. I forget what it's that's like called. Nigeria or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I get that, dude. I love it. Like, and that. then I could eat up to fifty if I want to stuff myself and not eat the rest of the day. Um, but is that? But enjoyable? in a normal, I don't do that much anymore. Yeah. So now I'm good. Like, get my 20, 24 pieces. Mm. I got to get some sushi. Mm. I like to get a little mixture of. Tuna, salmon, tuna pieces, salmon pieces, and the shrimp. Even though the shrimp's cooked, it just—it's still yeah. And shrimps, you know, I'm not gonna make it at home, so. That's the, I never make shrimp either. Yeah. Mm. All right, guys, girls, take that, take that. Uh, Minnesota study. What would we say it was? Minnesota starvation. The Minnesota starvation experiment. Take it. Hopefully, you learn something. Again, protein, muscle. Learn to love it. That's it. See ya. Later. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.